What's going on, Falcons fans? Welcome into Falcons Today by Chat Sports. Matthew Peterson here previewing what I am dubbing a must-win game for Arthur Smith and company, going to the one-win Carolina Panthers. If you have any hopes to make the playoffs, you have to win on Sunday. So we're going to run through my keys to victory, some stats, and at the very end of the video, my uh, score prediction along with some very important injury news from the final injury report. But really quickly... Self-plug here, we're trying to get to 16,700 subscribers. We're less than 50 away. Help a man out. If you have not subscribed to the channel, please go ahead and do so. If we get more subscribers, I can get more studio space to put out more Falcons videos for all of you at home. Now, let's check out the numbers for these two teams, starting with Atlanta's offense against Carolina's defense. So the Falcons averaging just under 20 points per game, but they're not having an issue with moving the ball down the field, right? 336 total yards of offense. Third down is pretty solid. Red zone above 50%. The 19 takeaways, though, for the opposing teams, those turnovers by Atlanta have haunted them this season. Meanwhile, the Panthers' offense against the Falcons' defense, well, Bryce Young and company, as we all know, are not doing too well. They're averaging 15 points a game. They are struggling with moving the ball down the field. They are atrocious on third down, 36% conversion. Red zone's not much better. And on that last one, the Falcons' Uh, the Panthers' red zone defense, one of the worst in the league. So Carolina on a lot of fronts this year, not just Bryce Young, have struggled mightily. But, of course, they did fire Frank Reich down in Charlotte. And here's how the Panthers have looked with Frank, with Frank Reich compared to after Frank Reich. So first 12 weeks of the season, they averaged 14 points per game, 243 total yards, running the ball very inconsistently. However, the last two weeks of the season, when they've been without Frank Reich and Chris Tabor has been their interim head coach, it hasn't been much better. And I've always been a big believer of when you fire your head coach, you usually get that interim head coach boost, right? We, see, we saw that happen with the Raiders earlier this year. We saw it happen with Jeff Saturday with the Colts, as I'm watching the Colts-Steelers game right now. But we're not seeing that in Charlotte. So hopefully that little... Uh, honeymoon phase is over, and there's no boost coming for the Panthers this Sunday against Atlanta. Now, as for the NFC playoff picture, here's what's at stake for the Falcons. If Atlanta wins out, it doesn't matter what Tampa Bay or New Orleans does. If the Falcons win out, they will win the division. They do control their own destiny. Yes, as of right now, they are behind the Bucks at 6-7, and seven, but if they win out, they're going to pick up some NFC and some divisional wins, and that would put them over Tampa even if the Buccaneers were to win out. We also saw the Vikings lose a heartbreaker in overtime. I mean, Atlanta's not only tied for the fourth seed, they're also tied for the seventh seed with the Packers, so it might not feel realistic, but I think there is a better chance than people realize that two NFC South teams could make the playoffs simply because no one's all that good right now at the bottom of the NFC playoff picture. Now, as for the odds, really quickly, their current odds, according to the New York Times, 31%. However, if they win in week 15, it jumps up to 43%. If they lose, down to 15%. So no, they're not mathematically eliminated, but this is an absolute gimme game, a one-win Panther squad. You, you got to take care of business. I know it's the NFL, they're all professionals, but when you're facing a one-win team, it's a little bit easier than going up against a three, four, or five-win team at this stage of the season. Now, who you got this week? Let me know. Falcons or Panthers? I'm going to give you my five keys to victory in just a moment, but I've got Atlanta all the way on Sunday. Give me your prediction down below in the comment section. Five keys to victory for Arthur Smith, 20-plus carries for Bijan. 
No, I don't actually mean that if you give him the ball 20 times, you are guaranteed a victory. But we want to get it through Arthur Smith's skull that you have to give Bijan Robinson the football. He has proven to be an excellent playmaker for this team. Why he did not get more touches early on is beyond me. I think it's a possibility that maybe someone upstairs like, hey, we did not draft a guy in the top 10 for him to be running to the ground the first eight weeks of the season. Make sure he's ready to roll in December and January. And we are now in December and January territory. Give Bijan the rock. If you look at Bijan Robinson's stats from the first nine weeks of the season compared to weeks 10 through 14, I mean, he's getting five more carries on average. His rushing yards, of course, is down in a smaller sample, but the average is down by 0.9 as well. That does not concern me. Like, if you're going to get more carries, it's going to be tough to maintain five yards a pop over 16 carries. But averaging over four yards a carry, that's exactly what you want to see as a head coach. Receiving yards, pretty similar despite playing way fewer games in the last four weeks. And in total touchdowns is actually up compared to the first nine weeks of the season. The only way I see Atlanta losing this game is if Desmond Ritter turns it over three-plus times. And this team has won despite Desmond Ritter turning it over three-plus times. So that's not an absolute death blow, but you don't want to fly too close to the sun that many times. You know how you can avoid Desmond Ritter turning it over three-plus times? Give Bijan the rock. Feed number seven, and you're going to dramatically reduce the possibility of Desmond Ritter fucking this up for you. Now, before we get on to the rest of today's show, I do want to highlight our terrific sponsor, which is Prize Picks. Thanks to Prize Picks, they have made watching some of these stinkers, if we're being honest, of, well, we can just call it what it is, not the greatest primetime matchups, pretty entertaining. Now, I do want to share with you guys something new that Prize Picks is doing. So, if you're not familiar with Prize Picks, the way it works is you pick more or less on two to six player stat projections. And depending on how many players you select, you could win up to 25 times your money. So those are my selections for uh, Sunday slate of games here. I'm going to take the more on Joe Flacco's passing yards. And Prize Picks actually lowered the stat projection down to 199.5 because they love you guys so much. But I'm also the more on Desmond Ritter at 225.5 passing yards. He just threw for 300-plus yards last week. I like the more there. And I also like the more on Amari Cooper at 89.5 receiving yards. Those are much tougher odds, but they are actually boosting it for you. So go to prizepicks.com slash CLNS and use code CLNS for a first-time deposit match up to $100. Now, I put that link for everyone in the comments and description of today's video, Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Second key to victory, 10-plus targets for Drake London. We all saw on Sunday against, against Tampa Bay just how talented Drake London is as a receiver, right? He had 11 targets, and he caught 10 of them for 172 yards. It's clearly a very good weapon that needs to be used more. It's honestly a crime when you look at the receivers drafted in the first round of Drake London's draft class, where he stacks up with games with 10 or more targets. He's got five through nearly two years of his NFL career. Garrett Wilson has more than double that. Chris Olave has four more. Now, Jamison Williams, Jahan Dotson, Traylon Burks, they're pretty far behind. But the fact that Drake London is right in the middle between Jahan Dotson and Chris Olave 
for games with 10-plus targets when Drake London is much closer to being a Chris Olave-type receiver than a Jahan Dotson-type of receiver is a war crime once again. London is awesome. Really cool city as well. But Drake London specifically is terrific. Use him. You've got four, you've got three players on your offense all selected in the top 10. They're not bad players. It's not like they are forcing the ball to guys that were bad picks and are bust, but for just the sake of being a top 10 pick, they're going to go to them time and time again. Drake, like Kyle Pitts is a unicorn. Drake London's a phenomenal receiver, and Bijan's getting better by the week, it looks like. Use your skilled players, Arthur Smith. You're sitting here at 6-7. and seven. Now is not the time to go, yeah, but that John U. Smith guy. No, go to Drake London. All right, third key to victory for the Falcons. Dial up the blitz. You are going up against Bryce Young in a Carolina Panthers offense that has severely struggled this season. Ryan Nielsen has done a terrific job as the D.C. for Atlanta. Get into your bag. This is the time for Atlanta to throw a lot of crazy and bizarre looks at Bryce Young's way. When Bryce Young this season, he's averaging under 200 yards a game. They're not moving the ball anywhere. I mean, it is pulling teeth for Charlotte or for Charlotte, for Carolina to get first downs. This is the time as a DC for you to go, oh, we're going to have a lot of fun this week. Like, we're going to get a little exotic. We're going to get a little crazy. And I'm not worried that Bryce Young's going to sit back there and tear us apart like Peyton Manning. No. Now is the time to feast. There is blood in the water. Especially when you look at the Carolina Panthers offensive line PFF ranks slash grades. I mean, Ike Mekwanu, their left tackle, top 10 selection not long ago, two years ago. He's a bottom half tackle, according to PFF. Taylor Moten on the right side, he's 25th out of 83, and that's kind of the best of the bunch. I mean, Cade Mays, go Vols, left guard, 23 out of 79. So this offensive line isn't as bad as maybe your casual viewer might indicate, but Bryce Young has been sacked 48 times this season. He's a rookie. He's holding on to the ball too much. He is not expecting these uh, NFL defenders to be as fast as they are compared to the college ranks. So it is time to feast right now. This is your second Thanksgiving. It's an early Christmas dinner if you're the Atlanta Falcons pass rush. Now, quick question, not so much related to Atlanta, but maybe just the division here. Is Bryce Young going to be a bust? I'm not ready to just punt on the kid after his rookie season, but it's not trending in a good direction. I've seen worse rookie QBs, but he is definitely not nearly as good as C.J. Stroud this year, and I don't think they're in that drastic of a different situation. All right, fourth key to victory, double-team Adam Thielen. No, Adam Thielen is not Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson or any other great receiver that deserves a double-teaming, but Adam, that's on a weird pause, but Adam Thielen is the only thing they have going offensively. Their running back room is a disaster, the other two receivers, Jonathan Mingo and DJ Chark, they're not even over 400 yards. Adam Thielen is the only thing they have going offensively that is working. Take that away, and Bryce Young's best friend is Casper the Ghost. He ain't out there. Fifth and final key to victory, stay healthy. This Falcons team, outside of the Grady Jarrett injury and the Troy Anderson injury, was relatively healthy compared to other teams across the league. For the first 10, 11, 12 weeks of the season. But the last two weeks, we've seen a lot of key players go down, right? We look at the Falcons' injury report for this week. Caleb McGarry is out yet again. Contavious Street went down with a pec injury. Now, Jake Matthews, David Onyemata, 
Drew Dahlman and Nate Lamont are all questionable. They were all limited participants in practice. I think Jake Matthews and Chris, uh, excuse me, Jake Matthews and Drew Dahlman will be available. Hopefully, Nate Lamont can come back. He has been a tremendous part of the middle of this defense. But if there's one guy I really want to see out there, it is David Onyemata. Losing Grady Jarrett was irreplaceable. He was arguably the best defender on this team, maybe after Jesse Bates, right? But when you lose David Onyemata in addition to Grady Jarrett, that entire defensive line is lacking a coach on the field, very skilled and talented players, great run stoppers, and high pass rush upside despite working in between the two tackles. So if they don't get Onyemata out there, we have seen how bad it can be. The Cardinals game last week, like, they need Onyemata now, especially with Grady Jarrett out. All right, to wrap up the show, I told you guys I was going to give you my score prediction, and I've got Atlanta taking down the Panthers 28-13. to Give me your score prediction down below in the comment section. 